We are Milwaukee. This is the place we love. I'm Carol Meekins. And I'm Steve Shamraz. It's our job to bring you local news. Even when that news is not good. And while there are issues we all need to face. We don't have to face them alone. We know there are problems to solve. But we'll solve them as a community. Because we are Milwaukee. Where we fight the good fight. And where we don't shy away from the truth. Today's TMJ4. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, Jen. How you doing today? Hey, Angelique. I'm doing well. How about yourself? You know, today, this, this has just been a long week. You know, this mm-hmm. has been a really, really long week. I'm not going to complain, obviously, like I always say. But, you know, my one of my coworkers, and this is the thing. We had a good morning. They At work, they brought in eggs, bacon, sausage, quiche, a donuts. I mean, it was just a dream come true, seriously. But... And we're, we're pretty much celebrating the, the going of the accounts payable department. And in the middle of everything, one of my coworkers' grandfathers passed away. And she literally just went on vacation to go see him um, two weeks ago. She was on vacation, and she went to go see him. And he was in his 90s. He lived a good life, you know, but it was still really sad. Like, I've just seen you, you know, and you passed away two weeks later. But it's a blessing that she still had the opportunity to see him. But Absolutely. seriously, yeah, overall – Busy, busy, busy week. Um, it's been fast. I can't believe it's Thursday already. That's how quick my week has been. I still got a test to take, but <laughs> overall, it's been good. You ain't got you not on vacation or nothing this week, are you? Nah. And really quickly too, I want to apologize about that. Last week was just a terrible show, like, and it was no, all no. We're not gonna say I, it was a I terrible show. Let me talk. I want to oh. apologize firstly <laughs> to you. Because you didn't deserve that. You always overprepared you, my sister. Come on back one hundred, you know, and Aww. you know, and, and, and you know, we doing working too hard for the show for me to be bullshitting doing shit like that. So I really do apologize. I was prepared. I was in the best situation. It was a bad show, and, and I take it as you know my fault. And I'm so sorry to you and to the audience, you know, because you know y'all don't deserve it. Aww. You're so sweet. All right, y'all. Well, this is your host, Angel Vandrina. And I'm your host, Sean Mosby, and you are listening to... Confession Session. I was, I was going to see if you were going to say it today. Or, so I was just like, you know what? You know, I think you did that on purpose. You know, I think you did that uh, on purpose. Today I did do it on purpose because I wanted to see if you were going to even say it, you know, because I feel like... Yes, yes, yes. I, I went through with it like a boss, okay? Like a boss does. All right? That's what we do. <laughs> I want to thank all know, you guys for tuning in last week. Thank you all who tuned in this week. We appreciate the love and support. Don't be afraid to share, tweet, retweet, and like our posts on Facebook and Instagram in regards to confession sessions. And if you know somebody out there with a secret or somebody that needs to get something off their chest, have them call the show because we want to hear it all. Also, our fan page is Pound Confession Session or Angel Jun. And today, we're going to also allow you all to ask us any questions you may have. But before we get into all of that, Jun, did you want to hit them with that question of the day? Absolutely. The question of today is, should black Americans be paid reparations for being descendants of slaves? Again, let me repeat that. Should black Americans, meaning, you know, your grandma, African-Americans, African-Americans, because, you know, people try to, like, 
I guess, make a difference? Because there's a lot of black people that live in America that don't necessarily classify as, you know, but as far as people who clearly were a part of the slave trade or descendants were a part of the slave trade, should they be paid reparations for being descendants of slaves? All right, let's get into them topics. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. And I have a lot to say about that. I have a lot to say about that. Um, so, uh, yeah. of course, I'm going to talk about the train ca- the train crash in um, Hoboken, New Jersey. A commuter train in Hoboken, New Jersey, crashed on Thursday morning, killing one person and injuring 74. There have been um, reports of 100, but I think, like, the most recent update was 74 people. So I don't know. It's somewhere between, like, 75 and 100, 7,400. Um, the crash occurred around 8, 8.45 when a commuter train traveling at a high rate a speed fell through the barriers meant to stop it and finally stopped against the wall of the Hoboken Terminal Building. The impact jolted commuters on the crowded train and sent part of the terminal structure that covered the tracks tumbling down onto the platform. One person sitting on the platform was killed by falling debris. You know, this was really sad, and it happened this morning. People don't realize mm-hmm. that life is too short to be chasing after things that don't matter. Focus on yourself today because... You could be gone tomorrow. One person, as you stated, died in that crash. And I'm pretty sure when they woke up this morning, they did not think that they would not be living. This is absolutely heartbreaking. And unfortunately, you know, a person passed away, but thankfully it wasn't more. But as you stated, between 74, 75, and 100 people were hurt. Just make sure you keep these individuals in your families and in your prayers. And the, the best thing is that the first responders, they did a fantastic job. They're prepared, and they prepare for this. Um, things such as mass casualties every every month. So they were very prepared when this accident occurred and they knew exactly what to do. It's just crazy because it's like first the bomb attack in New Jersey and we, we just talked about that like the last week and now this, yeah. this bus crash, like just keep New Jersey in your prayers as a whole in general. Absolutely. It's, it's crazy and it can happen to any one of us at any time. How you feel about it? I agree. I think it is. It, it's crazy. It's it's so random. Like to think of a a train crashing. Like you you know you. I mean, of of course, like you you've heard of that stuff like that. But who thinks that something like that would happen in 2016? It's just so much going on in the world, and it's just like damn. Like you know, did this have something to do with a terrorist attack? Like you know, because how could a train yeah, like you just don't know. slip off the tracks? You know, like something that is. Isn't it like I, I don't know how trains work, but isn't it? It's pretty much a computer. Like, tell them to do the same exact thing. Like, who who thinks of something like that? But I mean, this is really unfortunate. It's, it's yeah, really unfortunate. definitely, definitely. Yeah. I agree. So, not to switch the subject so quickly, uh, but like you said, keep New Jersey in your prayers. You know, it's very unfortunate. Yes. yes you you watch that. Uh, oh my God! I can't believe you asked me that question. Now you know I'm gonna watch the damn debate. That, yes, the presidential debate, absolutely. Please fill them in. And it's so funny because we haven't even had a personal, you know, me and you haven't even had an opportunity to yeah, discuss you, the debate, you know. So yeah. this is going to be real funny to hear your opinion on it as well. But <laughs> tell everybody, you know, just give them a, a brief, just, just tell them. Just let them know. Okay. Okay, so the presidential debate was held at Holster University on Monday in Hampstead, New York. Um, obviously, Clinton is our Democratic nominee. Uh, Donald Trump right. is the Republican. 
I enjoyed it. Um, I, I would say I, I enjoyed watching the debate. This is actually my first time I did too. watching I did the too. debate. Oh, um, my God. I actually told somebody, don't mention that to nobody. But this is my first time, too, because last time I voted, you know, I was just a teenager. You know, yeah, and, and you know, it's kind of like with, with my mother, because my, my mother is very much in the politics, so she, she always would tell us, like, we always voted, but we never knew who to vote for, so she would just give us a list, and we voted for everything, you know, she would be like, okay, we <laughs> yeah. vote for Alderman, you know, we go into the polls with that list and do what, what needs to be done, but this is like nah, my first my time actually was, interpreting. You my said mom what? was adamant, like, I said, my mom was adamant, I'd be like, you know, I, like, who, who, who I vote for, well, you know, you need to do your research and figure out, you know, who you want to vote for and why you want to vote for this person. Like, man, I don't want to do no research. Just tell me who to vote for. She was like, no, nah, yeah. you need to figure that out yourself. Like, man, yeah. you play too much. <laughs> yeah. But it, but made, anyway, me, it I, made me personally, yeah. Oh, oh. anyways, yeah, hello. <laughs> no, no, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead to what you were going to say. No, I was going to say it made me a better individual in the end because yeah. I do my research on things first before I go ahead and just, and this was very, this was very interesting. But go ahead, the, the whole the presidential debate. Go ahead. Well, shout out to mom for making you an independent queen. But um, it kind of, <laughs> kind of reassured what a lot of people are already thinking. Um, Donald Trump has no plan whatsoever. I, I just, in my personal opinion, he's winging it. Like he, he's winging it. It's psycho. Clinton is definitely the better fit for presidency. You know, I, I understand how people are saying that they don't like neither candidate, but you have to vote for somebody, and obviously you should vote for the lesser of two evils. You know, um, I feel like she is very much prepared for being a president. She may not do what we want her to do, but as far as, you know, just move, like how she moves and how she's staying calm under pressure, I definitely feel Clinton can handle presidency better. Um, Anyways, they cover topics like tax and uh, police brutality. Uh, what I got from Trump uh, <laughs> is that he wants to decrease taxes for the wealthy, which he believes will create more jobs, and Hillary wants to increase it. Um, Trump's beliefs has been tried before, and it is what put us initially in a recession with George Bush, if you all don't remember, 2004. And um, they also investigated uh, his, like, his tax policy, and it said um, mm-hmm. the economists say that we would lose an additional 3 million jobs, and with Clinton's policy, we would gain 10 million. Um, they didn't really say what I wanted to hear on Trump's end, um, but I guess as far as far as like police brutality, I from either one, I didn't really, you know, I, I didn't really understand. I mean, I understood, but they just weren't. They were to me both of them. I feel like we're just talking outside next. They didn't really have a policy on that. Um, Donald Trump even said he wanted to do stop and frisk, which I feel like obviously is racist because it will only stop men in impoverished neighborhoods, which more than li- likely would be black or Hispanic, and there would be no reason to. Um, Hillary says police need better training, and our trust has to be gained in the community. Um, let's see. Uh, I think overall Clinton won, though, um, and all Trump did was interrupt and avoid questions. I think he just danced around <laughs> everything. You know, he didn't really have it. Honestly, I, I just feel like he didn't really have, you know, anything to say, you know. Besides so let me to just say this. I'm just going to say this. Oh, bullshit. What, what do you think about it? Listen, I remember when I stayed with my mom, my mom had a sign on in her front room, and the sign said, if you can't dazzle them with brilliance, baffle them with bullshit. And that's exactly 
what Donald Trump was doing. It was ridiculous. He had no clue as to what he was talking about. As you stated, he went around the questions. Donald Trump started acting like a kid. He was <laughs> doing things. It was just tit for tat, a lot of child's play. They were going back and forth like little children. But like you said, Hillary Clinton, she was prepared. She stated that she was prepared. And she looked on that podium like a president. If you seen the way she was looking at Donald Trump, but the way she was facing in that camera angle, I seen the next president. And I don't like none of them. But like you said, we have to vote for somebody, you know. Yeah. And I, I, I think I mentioned to my mom today that I think that she's actually going to win. You know, I think she said, yes, yeah, she is. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's just, it was crazy. Like, I love how the entire time Donald Trump has a story for every, I mean, has a has an entire story for every question that, and then he talks about himself. He talks about how great he is. And I'm just like, and he, he mentions, oh, and I like those nasty commercials that you've been making about me that I didn't do for you. And it's just like, dude, how old are you? Like, you're not acting like the next president. <laughs> he is not like the next president. president. Like he cannot win. If he fucking wins his presidency, I would just be so fucking disappointed in America. <laughs> I have been disappointed in America as of lately, but this would take the fucking cake. Like I really don't understand. <laughs> Donald Trump is not for anybody but Donald Trump. The Gemini, if you're not white and your net worth is not thirty million dollars, he don't give a fuck about you. And I wish <laughs> that they would realize that. And not just white. I mean white and rich. You not white and rich. Yeah. You shouldn't be voting for Donald Trump. Like I, I'm sorry. Like there, there's no reason. <laughs> um, and it's not just the presidency. I feel like we have to research all the candidates for it. Just like um, oh yeah. If you aren't sure with you know how to get started as far as finding like the different candidates' policies, you should look on uh, Project Vote Smarts, um, which will get you very informed on it. They actually have a lot of the candidates fill out this like questionnaires, like yes or no. It's it's really insightful. I was on there like all day yesterday just looking at um <laughs> different people that that will be that will be elected November fourth. And it's just crazy because it's like once you read about that, it's like you really like aren't for anybody. Like I was looking at North Carolina governor and you know, I don't wanna obviously don't wanna um vote for the governor that we have now, the Republican, um what is his name? Is it Pat McCurry? Because he, you know, voted the H B two bill into effect, and you know our Democratic um, candidate for governor is against gay marriage, and then our Libertarian, it's like he feels that you know um, like to decrease welfare, which I mean I can kind of understand, but at the same time you shouldn't put empowered people in a worse situation. You know what I'm saying? And then also yeah. that he does not feel like people who own weapons to register them. Like that shit is fucking crazy. Like that we need to have we need to get more strict on, on you know, gun owners and, and people that own this kind of stuff, not get more lenient. It's, it's just ridiculous. You know, so, right. so wake the fuck up, research, because who you vote for now is going to have an effect, an impact on your future. You know, we have to vote people that are for us, are for the benefit of black people, Hispanic. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to realize how important voting is. It's, it's just you just can't overlook it, honestly. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, next. Mm-hmm. Um, next, I want to talk about reparations, um, and this leads into 
our question of the day. So I do want to take some questions after this topic. Um, remember, the question of the day is, should black Americans be paid reparations for being descendants of slaves? Um, but recently, a U.N. panel, and this is the second time, has declared the United States um, to all reparations to African Americans as compensation for the legacy of colonial historic history enslavement, racial subordination and segregation, racial terrorism, and racial inequality. A researcher at the University of Connecticut recently published a new estimate of the value of U.S. labor in 89 years from the country's founding until the end of Civil War. Based on the wages to the laborers in the antebellum period, and assuming an average of 12-hour workday, seven days a week, the researcher Thomas Creamer concludes that U.S. slave labor would be worth roughly $5.9 trillion today. Creamer ignored colonial history before U.S. independence when the U.K. government would arguably have been liable, and he also did not calculate the cost of uh, theft and lynchings after the war and excluded more modern forms of discrimination, focusing instead on forced labor as an easily defined, indisputable example of economic in, uh, injury. Uh, what do you feel about that? I feel like, you know, <clears throat> sounds good to me. I read the article, you know, that slavery reparations could cost up to $14 trillion, and, you know, we deserve to be paid. It's not to. It's not going to change history, but at least you won't hear from us. Hell, pay a check with a few hundred thousand dollars to each family and watch how many black people become happy. We were promised, but this is the thing, though, seriously. We were promised in 1865 towards the end of the Civil War by Union General William Sherman. He promised African Americans 40 acres and a mule and Land was even set aside for that, but the president, Andrew, he recanted that, and there has been a fierce debate about reparations ever since. Honestly, we do deserve to be paid for what our ancestors went through, and it's not going to bring anybody back from the dead, and it's not going to change or begin to repair the damages that was incurred by our ancestors, but it sure the hell will help out trying to let you know. That's how I feel about it. How you feel about it? Um, I absolutely agree. Um, to me, I feel like paying reparations would would be the closest to leveling the playing field. Um, if you want I'm black telling people you. to shut up and you – Absolutely. If you want us to shut <laughs> up right, and right. say we have the same opportunities and pay us, uh, then you should just go ahead and pay us what you owe us. Um, and to me, I feel like the fact that some people do not – feel like African-Americans should be paid reparations, it's ridiculous because the only people that are not saying that are people that aren't black because if it was a white people... Exactly. You know what I'm saying? They would be saying to pay reparations. You know, it's, it's like people want to ignore the fact that African-Americans were enslaved by the American government. And right. because of slavery, we are still disadvantaged. You know, it, it's... I feel like we built this country and... We need our just due. We need, we need. That's a bare minimum, and that, and that's the thing. It's like five point five point nine trillion is the bare minimum. He didn't factor it to right. everything else, but he's just saying for that the is, work. That it's is like y'all can pay be, That is because it's supposed to be up to fourteen trillion. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. that is the bare dirt down minimal. Like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. And also, I feel like if if it's like if they don't want to pay African Americans, um you know, reparations, I feel like they should take the money 
from corporations that benefited from slavery, like all these banks, like the Lehman Brothers and, and Chase and Wachovia and all these banks that make billions of billions. Hey, that five, take five point nine trillion from them and, and level out the fucking playing field. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Because that, benefit, that is the reason why um, the American government and as a whole, America is a first world country is because of free slavery. That is the reason why we're competing with all these old ass countries that have been around for hundreds mm. and hundreds and thousands of years. Is because they didn't have to pay for their fucking labor. Yeah. That's the real. So I, you should go ahead and take some, some calls on that because I, I do want to know. All right, y'all. So our question, as was stated, should African Americans get reparations for what their ancestors went through? All right, y'all, we're going to take some calls. We're going to start with a 414 area code. The last four digits of that number is 8432. You are on the air. Hello. Hello? Yeah. What's going on, man? Hey. hey, how you doing? I'm all right. Hey, hey, hell yeah, I think we need to get our recreation uh, for our ancestors, man. I mean, we the only race that don't, you know, that 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 that, that don't get a break in this world, you know. Yep. You got your uh, foreigners come over here, they can get nail shops, all that. You know what I'm saying? You got the people that they stole the land from getting all this casino money and uh, get paid monthly, you know, just for being that. Yeah. What do we get? Nothing but we, we, we just get shot down every day. You know, that's all. That's, that's a hundred right there. That's a hundred right Real there. Real life. That's, Real that's, life. That's right. And, you know, it's interesting that you say that because actually, you know, someone that I, I'm very close to is from, you know, she's from another country. And she has, she said herself, that African Americans are disadvantaged, and this is someone who is an immigrant from another country saying that right. African, people that live in this country are disadvantaged. So that's crazy. Black Americans, right. you're right, one hundred percent. Well, thank you so much for calling in. All right, y'all. During this time, we're gonna take one more call for this question. We have a caller from the four one four area code. The last four digits of that number is five zero six eight. Should African Americans get rep- get reparations for what their ancestors went through? You are on the air. Yes, I believe they should. I know definitely they should, because I know my mother had to quit school when she was like um, twelve years old and start picking cotton. My father had to pick cotton. My oldest daughter, father, he had to pick cotton. So hell to the air. Yes, they should. And I want to give a shout out to my nephew Junior. Woo woo! Happy birthday! Thank you all. All right, thank you. <laughs> but, you know, that that's interesting that she said that, you know, her she stated her mother, her father and her oldest daughter's father all had mm-hmm. to pick cotton. Um and that I feel as if, you know, I'm not gonna give my opinion right now, but it it's an interesting topic. So you guys, once again we just took two callers uh for the question of the day. Should African Americans get reparations for what their ancestors went through? We are going to continue with the topics. Then, did you want to go ahead and hit them with that wham? What's what's the wham? The wham is just the next topic. Oh, (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) what's the wham? I don't know, Angel. (laughs) Right, right. Okay, so um, the next topic is it has a little to do with race as well, and it's psycho. You know, because I don't always want to talk about race, but it's just, it's necessary, you know, and I, and I feel like 
if nobody else will, at least I feel like we can use our platform to voice the opinion of, you know, our people, you know, and try to give yeah. some justice. But, um, but the next topic, uh, Mary Beth Gasman, a professor of higher education in the Graduate School of Education at the University of Pennsylvania and the director of the Penn Center for Minority Serving Institutions, said at a talk about minority serving institutions at a higher at a recent higher education forum that elite universities don't want staff of color when asked about the lack of professors, elite institutions. If you all don't know, elite institutions would mean like Harvard, Princeton, Yale, Columbia, Brown, mm-hmm. um, Chicago University, you know, those Ivy League, Dartmouth. Right. Why is there a lack of, you know, black and Hispanics as far as in academia and professors? Um, she says the lack of quality is the reason that such communities use to not hire people of color. She also says that she hears there aren't enough people of color in the faculty pipeline as an, as an excuse as well, um, but there are a number of minorities with PhDs, but they still have to get overlooked. She also says that when it comes to finding black colleagues, people will only go by the rules compared to bidding them for their white counterparts, and faculty search committees aren't diverse enough, and they tend to hire people like them. What do you feel about that, Angelica? You know, originally when I read the article, the topic of the article, I felt, I thought that I, it's really misleading, you know, because I was thinking, okay, hold up. So it is, it is. Not to cut you off, but it's Right, is. exactly. Yes, yes, me too. And the article is actually titled, An Ivy League Professor on Why Colleges Don't Hire Faculty of Color. We don't want them. We don't want them. That's what it was. And that's in quotation marks. So when I first read that, and I read, like, the first three lines of it, I'm thinking, okay, hold up. So the audience gave her a round of applause based off her blunt response. And I felt like the audience was obviously full of Caucasians because in no way, shape, or form would any African American sit there and applaud an individual stating the reason they don't want to hire African Americans at Ivy League universities is is simply because you don't want them there. I felt as if that was ridiculous. I felt as if it was insulting. A person with a PhD, you've got to be kidding me. But that's not what she did. She stated that, and, and they, they flipped it all around. Like you just said, she mentioned reasons why they um, they don't hire us uh, or, you know, African Americans that do have those PhDs. They, you know, they, they're scared to hire people that are different from them. Honestly, I feel like having a diverse faculty definitely strengthens the faculty in an institution, and it it gives more of a richness in the curriculum and in the conversations taking place in the committee and in the faculty meetings. I just feel like it, it was it's crazy that the reasons she made, but she made a lot of good points, and it was just it was just a, no. I, I, I agree article. with you. I, I agree with you. Um, I would say when I first read it, I was pissed. I was like, I can't believe this bitch said that, you know. Um, and But I took it a little differently. I feel like when the audience clapped, I don't think it was necessarily all white people um, because she is, like, an African-American. Um, she has a Ph.D. in, like, African-American or something like that. She, she yeah, has something to do with, yeah, like, yeah, the, yeah. you know, African-American academia, you know. So I don't – obviously yep. she's not a racist. White woman, when I seen the article and saying that, so – my I jumped to conclusions was like, damn, like she's being real bold. But I think they clapped because they were saying, like, we're all these bitches keeping it real, like, you know what I'm saying? They don't want us in there. They're not going to say this. 
But as she's saying, this, as a white woman, these universities don't want y'all black asses in there. And they will do anything yep. to withhold, you know what I'm saying? Um, I, I say people won't say it, um, but I just feel like it, it has the, uh, the whole thing to do with systemic racism. I feel like if we're not in the position to make those decisions, you know, like like how she was saying, there aren't, you know, many African-Americans and Hispanics on these search committees to find these professors. They're obviously, you know, and all it takes is one or a few to put that bug in the ear, you know. Yeah, you gotta do that. Like, like I said, and, then, like I said, and, and that's it's what it comes down to. You said what? I said, yeah, like I said, they're, they're scared to hire people that are different, you know. They want people around them that's the same as them. They're scared to reach out and hire somebody despite their educational background. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's ridiculous. You know that's that's what also she said. That's why it's a lot of white privilege because I mean you can just come up in there and and, and just get a position and just keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Based off of what your skin color looks like, and that's crazy. It is. It is. This next story is crazy. It's really psycho yes. and it's very unfortunate. Um, well, former teen prostitute Jasmine Absuin, who is 19 years old, is suing Oakland law enforcement for $66 million after claiming to have sex with almost 30 Oakland law enforcement law officials throughout the Bay Area in the last two years, some of which while even being a minor. The Alameda County District Attorney's Office recently filed criminal charges against seven officers for engaging in sex, in sex with Absalom, who also goes by the name Celeste Guac. Um, the civil suit claims that both the city and the police department were negligent and exploited in handling the case. Absalom attorneys Pamela Price and Charles Bonner said she has been victim of sex trafficking since the age of 12. And also, Oakland Police Chief Sean Wentz knew Absalom was being sexually exploited as a minor and did nothing about it. Before Ashland turned 18, the claim says in 2015 she met Oakland police officer Brendan O'Brien while she's running from a pimp. Having come in contact with a minor running from her, running for her pimp, the officer was obligated to protect, but instead he exploited her. The suit states, in addition to Officer O'Brien, Officer G.I. and other officers and deputies also sexually exploited her when she was a minor until she turned 18, providing her protection and information about police business for sexual favors and never helping in escaping from sexual exploitation. Man, I heard so much about this article. I heard it was three officers. They're on administrative leave right now. One of the, uh, another officer murdered himself. There was a lot of mm-hmm. sex relationships and underage girls. And like you said, a $66 million lawsuit. All I have to say is this literally is a true scandal. Like, every last single thing that was stated in this story was strange. So let me tell you this. A year ago, there was an officer's wife that was murdered, okay, with his gun. And a year after that, the officer, the same officer, committed suicide. Now, this police, he pretty much committed suicide with his gun. Now, when he mentioned that um, before he committed suicide, he wrote a suicide note. And in that suicide note, he stated all the expectations of this girl, the cops, and everything. So then that's when they started looking into the story. 
it was just extremely bizarre that he would write a study trying to actually figure out if this, you know, actually is him writing. They pretty much doing it. It's an ongoing investigation, and they pretty much say they can't tell us exactly what's going on. But internal affairs are investigating this, and also criminal investigation. So somebody's going down for this scandal, and this, this shit is out of control. Yeah, but yeah. Little girl suing him for sixty six million dollars. It's about to be right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The whole police department a, going down. Yeah, that is fucking sad. A fucking. She's been doing that shit since twelve. It's like. You know, if you start being abused at that young of an age, it's like you don't know nothing else. You know, she definitely is damaged, and I hope that she does win this case and she get all the help that she needs, and I hope she's able to move on. I hope she just doesn't blow through this money, you know, because I think they said she went to rehab for, like, heroin, you know, and I hope she doesn't use other ways to cope with being abused for that long. I hope she, you know, does this, you know, she gives what she is deserved, you know, and yeah. is able to speak to other young girls from that has been sexually trafficked. Exactly, That's exactly. Like bad news, bad business. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. next topic. Yeah. Um, it says the world super rich have been hit by falling oil prices. The also wealthy people who I've been talking about. Uh, who Donald Trump is for, and the world have picked up by 6% in 2015, and their wealth, um, which is 0.8% uh, to $30 trillion. Ultra-wealthy ultra people are defined as individuals who have a net worth of at least $30 million, and even though they only make up, listen, 0.004 of the adult population, they control 12% of the world's wealth. Although the wealthy and their money, for the most part, have increased, Depressed energy and commodity prices made life a more difficult for the wealthy and more energy-dependent countries. The oversupply in the oil market has pushed down prices of oil to below $50 a barrel for most of the year, and countries like Australia had a 33% decline of total wealth of the ultra-wealthy, and Moscow dropped even at 30%. Research analyst wow. Kenner says if oil stays this low long-term, they can have much larger consequences, and some of these people impacted will have to make long-term changes to adapt rather than just write it out. Woo! Yeah, you know, just listening to you and everything that you stated, Russia took a hit, Norway is taking a hit, Australia, they suffer heavily, Nigeria is going to slump into a recession, and also, again, with Norway, they're going to stall, and it's sad, I mean, People, they have to learn that, you know, people, they may be rich one day, you can be poor another day. You know, mm-hmm. it's going down 15%. They have a, a, a decline in how many people are wealthy, 15 20%, you know, and it's scary. You know, one day you're a billionaire, and then the next thing you know, you got a, a few hundred thousand dollars worth, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's why it's so important to save up your money. You have money, don't spend it like a wild animal. You know, and I'm I'm definitely the person. I mean, I can't even preach about that because I definitely spend money crazy sometimes. But, you know, you're not supposed to, and this is one of the main reasons why. You know, with the oil prices, they're, they're getting, you know, everything is falling. It's getting below particular amounts. So, I mean, is that based off the spill that we just discussed last week? You said what? I said the oil prices, um, are they declining as barrels based off the discussion that we uh, talked about last week? 
with the barrel spill no, and I just, everything? No, I just think overall, I just think overall, like, the like, oil is oversaturated. Like, I guess you can get oil from anywhere. I think that's that's the issue. Like, there isn't an issue with getting oil. It's just the oil rig, I think, in that touched, like, the southeastern part of the country broke, but oil is very accessible. I think okay. which is why countries that rely on oil is losing money. Um, but I mean, I don't feel sorry for the ultra wealthy. It's like I'm sorry, like they're gonna their money's gonna continue to grow. And I do agree <laughs> with Benjamin Curtin. Um, you know, I don't I don't think oil is something that we are going to rely on forever. Definitely not in our lifetime. I think there are alternatives. And, you know, slowly gaining traction, you know, like the electric cars and, you know, energy efficiency and, you know, all these other things. You can look out, you can get energy from the damn sun. You know, it's just like I don't think <laughs> yeah. we're going to be relying on going to gas stations for the rest of our life. Like, you know, I just I just don't see it, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, next I want to talk about a student that was suspended. Um, after sharing a photo of Oh Robert. gosh mm-hmm. yes. Yeah it was like Hazel Huko from Westland, Michigan Was suspended from John Glenn High School After posting a picture of the stolen water From a faucet in the girls restroom Huko posted the photo to her Social media pages saying that she Hoped someone would notice and fix the problem But instead was called to the principal's office For a three day Out of school suspension for inappropriate use Of electronics in the restroom Huko says, however, every girl in the school takes selfies in the bathroom and uses it as their Facebook, Twitter, or Twitter profile without getting into trouble. Dr. Michelle Harmala, the superintendent for Wayne Wesley Community School, responded saying the rule against cell phones in the bathroom is to prevent inappropriate pictures of people and also after looking into the issue of problem was sent to fix the original problem. In no way, shape, or form should she have been suspended from school. They knew that water was dirty. They knew they had a problem, and she failed to fix the problem, probably because of money issues. But there is no reason why that girl should have got suspended from school. And what was your point of suspending her? Superintendent stated that she's going to make sure that the the suspension is off her record, but the principal of the school thought it would be okay to suspend her. Like, the water was nasty as a bitch. It was disgusting. It was brown. <laughs> it looked, I wouldn't want to wash my hands in that water. Like, I wouldn't want to drink from that water. She was just trying to let them know what the issue was. But also, they have a website, which I'm sure she was unaware of, where they can post photos and um and actually let the maintenance man or the maintenance individuals for the school know what the issue is. So had she just posted it on there, she would have been good to go. <laughs> but I just looked at it. I, I just looked at it as, hey, I got a three-day vacation. You know, especially because it erased off my record, too. Like, we all good, baby. Right. Especially in high school shit. Well, nobody's trying to go to no damn class. But I do agree. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I disagree. I disagree with you. I, I, I think she should have what? been suspended. If she knew that using electronics in the restaurant was prohibited. Um, and okay, but the other girls went to bath. The it, other girls went to bath, though. They went to bath first. They posted the photos in the bathroom. I know. I, I I think she's trying to throw people under the bus because they want to take pictures in the bathroom of themselves. Shouldn't be an issue. It's just like, girl, why are you hating? And I think she did it for attention. I don't think she really cared. I think it was more so like, ew, this shit is gross. Like, if you really cared, you should have went and told some some authority. What is posted on Facebook? Are you friends with your principal on Facebook? You know what I'm saying? So how uh-huh. are the fuck are they going to know? 
They're not going to the damn restroom. The principal's got their own damn bathroom. What the fuck they going to see the bathroom where all the other high school students going for? You know what I'm saying? They're not going to know. Look, she did it for attention, in my opinion. No, she did not. No, you're absolutely incorrect, and that just, that's stupid. Attention for what? You think she wanted to be because taken from school? Because these kids is. These kids want to be on reality shows. They want to get a million likes. They don't give a fuck what, about <laughs> what's going on, how dumb they would have been. Dude, that's nasty. That's nasty. That <laughs> is nasty. And you, and you go to the bathroom, and you just get done taking the biggest dump in the world. You got a little bit on your fingers. And you up there trying to go ahead and wash your hands, and the, the water is brown. It's not even... Like it's like a tenth of tan. Like it's brown. It's nasty. Why am I washing my my, my dirty ass hands in dirty ass water? Like that's no. Uh. Uh-uh. Well, I said you missing the point. I understand what you're saying. Yes, that is disgusting. Yes, a student should not have to do that. You should not have to wash your hands on dirty ass water. But it's like go tell somebody at the fucking school what is supposed to be. I think they said she did, did it that already. Don't do about. Somebody showing that the water is nasty at your damn school. <laughs> if you have not talked to anybody at first, don't nobody on Twitter, Instagram care about them, your damn water being nasty? <laughs> Obviously, oh, people care because uh, she got a reaction. Mm, not the reaction that she wanted. <laughs> don't matter. We thought she was going to be famous and it was sad. But, anyways, Gilbert <laughs> Arenas and Lord Fogon. <laughs> Uh, Laura Gobaum uh, recently was ordered to pay Gilbert Arenas 110000 after spreading rumors via email to a gossip blog site that Arenas had sexually transmitted diseases. In court documents, Arenas cited emotional distress and says that he wasn't able to work on his new app once the rumors began. Arenas originally wanted seven figures, but the judge denied that amount because Gobaum didn't have the money. No. Okay, so y'all y'all know who Gobon is that he's referring to, right? That's yeah, Laura Gobon. Oh, yeah, from basketball. Well, I'm sorry. From, from basketball wise. Originally basketball wise. She still is basketball wise. L.A. She was never basketball wise in Miami. Right. Because Johnny didn't like her ass because she was fucking on Shaquille O'Neal. That's why she was never a basketball wise in Miami. What you said? Damn. I said, damn, I didn't know that. But, yeah, she was, she was fat at first, and then she lost a ton of weight, and then she started looking good. Well, yeah, like Jen mm-hmm. said, the judge ordered her to pay over $110,000 in a messy STD email case. And like Jen also said, he wanted her to, to pay seven figures. But, yeah, they knew that she ain't had that kind of money. I believe Gilbert is acting childish. And Gilbert is, like, she pretty much stated in the email that he gave her STDs. And um, he pretty much acting like a child. Like, when the judge ordered that payment, he wrote a celebratory email talking about some you know, you get raw dick, you get raw dick. All you bitches get raw dick. Like, gross, don't nobody want that. You give me your baby mama STDs and then took her to court over emotional distress because you couldn't finish your app? Like, it's stupid. Like, and then, like I said, tried to sue her for seven figures. But then it was crazy because he said there's a difference between giving sores to someone and being sore over someone. And I'm like, look here, STD man. Calm down, okay? Calm down. But I don't know. It is they they doing too much and, and she she's stupid for sleeping around with him unprotected, knowing that he been already messing around with all these other girls unprotected. Yeah, but I mean she ain't no prize either. 
overall, she was, I felt like she was doing what she felt like she had to do in order to stay and live in his house and spend his money. Because why would you mm-hmm. continue to be sleeping around with a dude who don't give a damn if you live or die today? Or a man who just keeps putting you out your house, you and your kids out his house every other day. Like, that's silly, you know? <laughs> that's silly, though, you know? It, the I'm whole situation is really petty. The whole situation is petty. They, they challenge. You know, I, I think, you said Dude. what? No, he challenged. I, I think that's what, like, I, think I that's understand what being mad. Huh? You understand being mad for what? Yeah, I understand being mad, but in no way, shape, or form should you have been in an argument in the public eye and you saying, fuck my kids. Like, that's beyond ignorant. You are a person that is being watched, okay? What are you saying? And then went and apologized. I'm done. I'm done with him. He's a grown yeah, man. Yeah, and, and I, just feel, like, I just feel like with them, it's, it's like they will do anything for a check. Like, they're both pathetic. Like, it's just like... They want validation from the public eye so much. You know, it's just like, I don't, I honestly feel like with me personally, and I know people aren't, you know, everybody has their own opinion, but I just don't feel like my children's other father I could be with. Somebody that I had a child with, somebody helped me raise a child. I'm not going to, you know, somebody that my child has an emotional attachment with. I'm not going to be with you on social media. So it's like, for what? It's like, well, what? And then also, I feel like they're still in love. Like, you know what I'm saying? But they both know that they're crazy and they can't deal with right. each other, do all these antics for attention from each other. Because it's like, what yep. else? It's just like, y'all really was over each other. Both y'all motherfuckers would let it go. Y'all don't let shit go. Y'all would have sit and argue all day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just like, what the fuck y'all got to argue about? Like, you know, you got the divorce, you won a lawsuit, and I guarantee you, these motherfuckers still. I'm about to be going back to Arguing. Yeah. R. Kelly. R. Kelly. Oh, money to the IRS. <laughs> yes. The IRS has yes, recently y'all. filed court documents stating R. Kelly on back taxes. According to court documents filed in Illinois, the federal government filed a lien against Kelly's property and assets for failing to pay $191,614.35 for the year 2012. The lien explains. They will begin the process of seizing his assets and property if he doesn't pay soon. Also, back in 2014, the Illinois Department of Revenue filed court documents of another tax lien for his refusal to pay up for years 2009, 2011, 2012, and it equal to a total of $146,532.96 for the three years. His debt has totaled $6 million. $227,767 altogether to the IRS for years 2005 throughout 2011. I swear, the IRS be like, hmm, we haven't looked at this motherfucking taxes in a few years. Let's call the corporate office. Have them give me over all our carry information for the last six years. I cannot stand Uncle Sam. I can't stand your Uncle Sam, Jen. <laughs> but no, seriously, I, I I love his music, and that's why I'm acting this way. But seriously, he is entirely at fault for this situation. This shit has gotten real, and it's really time for our Kelly ass to pay on up. He better act mm-hmm. like he know better and contact that IRS and make some type of payment plan. I don't know how mm-hmm. he feel he can be rich <laughs> and not. And how are you not gonna file your taxes? And then you refuse to file them. 
I feel like if you knew better, you'd be do better. He better pretend like he's still in Chicago right now and pay them taxes. Because Uncle Sam ain't about to play with him. They didn't seize his asset. He better, <laughs> he better go ahead and start selling them cars to family members for a dollar. I'm trying to let you know. <laughs> but the sad thing, I just, I just thing think it's though, crazy. I just think it's crazy how he thinks he can get out of paying, not not paying that much money, six million dollars. Right. Like, come on, that's not right. that It's like this nigga acts like he didn't damn forgot. Every damn check not sent to him without being taxed on it, he just forgot it ever existed. Like, to me, that is crazy. Nah. I'm going to need all children to start paying their taxes because the government will not play with your ass. They will let that shit pile up, pile up, pile up, pile up. <laughs> Everybody's trying to go to the damn jail. It's not deep. It's right. not that deep. It is not that deep. I'm, I'm going to need him to start paying his taxes. Seriously, dude. All them damn yeah. criminals ready to get on your ass. And you want that over some damn tax money? Mm-mm, honey. Uh, Master P, Arjun uh, Obama, <laughs> uh, to pardon C. Murder and uh, Max Fitz. Recently, Master P asked President Obama to pardon his brother C. Murder and former label member McKinley Max Fitz after Obama had pardoned 189 people during his presidency. Although the president has no power to pardon C. Murder, if this Master P is asking if he could at least look into the case because both men are innocent. Corey Miller, also known as um, also known as C. Miller, is serving a life sentence in Louisiana's Angola prison for the fatal shooting of 16-year-old Steve Thomas and Max Phipps, who has already served 16 years of his 30-year sentence for the 2000 for the 2000 shooting of a fan at a nightclub in Slidell, Louisiana. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why not to be reached out to President Obama um, if he knows that he could <laughs> not help him. But, yeah. Dude, that's funny. You would think that we had a conversation about this already, but listen, Master P, Master P is clearly on his damn mind. He may be on some type of higher drug when he asked for this request. I truly do not know he was thinking. But, like, why would you bring this up? Did he think that your name, you want your brother to see murder? Murder out of jail? Like, okay, no. But Corey Miller apparently he he stated and Master P stated that, you know, he, he really did not do it and he feel like he done, you know, did his time for that murder and he won't Obama to pardon him. And I'm just thinking, why not, you know, pardon Tim the woman killer or Lily the baby strangler as well? <laughs> I don't understand. He, and then he's talking about he just wants him to be pretty much important because these other dudes, they don't live that type of life. He actually lived that type of life, and he can bring some good, you know, music out here. And it's just like, why don't you help him, like, record the track in jail? Like, can't they do that? Can't they do that? Mm-hmm. Like, in, you know, like in uh, Hard Out Here, FFM, Hustle and Flow, like, they better stop playing. You know, I just feel like if he here. honestly feels like they are innocent, not to cut you off, what was you going to say? Look into the case, yep. Exactly, exactly. Like, you know, and it shouldn't be Obama. Like, what the fuck are you asking the president for? Like, <laughs> you got too much money, you way too smart. Like, he got bigger things. You know, you need to look into the local government, you know. And you're right, you right, seriously. I mean, they open up that. Case. If, you, if, they, if he honestly believes believe that these men are innocent, 
you need to start small first. President Obama's not worried about C murder. I'm sure he don't even know who C murder is. Because I didn't know who C murder was. I thought C murder six was still the shocker was the same motherfucker. I'm not gonna even lie. <laughs> I'm done with you. Goodbye. I did. did you did you not think they wasn't the same person? Uh no, I did not. Oh damn. Z murder Wait, is so, still the shocker. Well, okay, so who is Shaka? Shaka. Oh, who is that? <laughs> I'm oh all God. the way off. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all, don't listen, <laughs> don't listen to him, okay? Just, just, just stop. No, but seriously. It's been years since I didn't listen to No Limit. Like, besides us with on No Limit, I swear I'm not listening to No Limit records. Like, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, I am, you know, I, I fuck with Matthew because it's Hustle and he's a mogul, but I'm not checking for No Limit right now. Right, but like I was going to say, they opened up the investigation back on John Bonet. They can open up this investigation. It ain't going to hurt them. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I agree. All right, knock off that last to topic so we can. Yes, gosh. No, go, no, go ahead. We're I was going to knock off this last topic. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I just have a lot of you know, to say about this. But anyways, I'm sure nobody does this podcast is up on a fucking rock because it's still podcast, you know. But um last Friday rapper Benny Siegel was sucker punched before he took to the stage at bad, at the Bad Boy Family Reunion tour stop in Philadelphia by one of Meek Mill's crew members. The reasoning was for Benny Siegel admitting that he helped write Meek's this recent rap diss against the game. After the incident, Benny Siegel stopped by Taxis and Podcasts um, and explained his side of the story. Sorry, I had to burn. He said he originally became involved in the beef, so essentially Meek Mill can trust him because Meek is now like the boy of Philadelphia, obviously. He was Nicki Minaj, like he's like the, the main nigga popping in Philly. Um, Siegel also said that after jumping in the beef and being disrespected by the game, that he wanted to pursue it, but Meek told him to leave it alone, and he did. But Meek changed his mind after the game went on the Breakfast Club and continued to go in on um, on Meek. Uh, Siegel, however, squashed his issues with the game, chalked it up as a rap beef because Meek wasn't serious about it in the beginning, and that's what eventually led to the whole situation. Beans also says that he believes the reason Meek Mill truly doesn't um, like Drake is initially jealousy, and he thinks Drake and Nicki have been intimate. He also says Meek is a very shady person, and not the street dude that he pretends to be, and that he, meaning Beans, is hurt by the whole ordeal. Like himself, he's hurt that this whole situation happened because he was saying that, you know, he knew Meek since he was like a kid. Somehow he said, like, nappy braids and was not that nigga, and motherfuckers like George was just let him ride his motorcycle, and he would all talk in front of cameras and could spit. So, yeah. This whole <clears throat> Meek Mill, Sean Kingston, the game shit has just gone way too far now. Someone mm-hmm. such a punch, Beanie Siegel, one of the most gangsta ass motherfuckers around. Like somebody's about to die. And why is Meek Mill's involved in all this fighting within the last couple months? Like people in his crew been getting because he's the target. Nonsense? He's the target right now. He's the target. Like Drake, you know what I'm saying? Drake is not because you all, but Drake is clearly more popular nigga. So it's like motherfuckers are clearly going to side with Drake. It's like if Beyonce got to beat somebody. It's like even if 
this motherfucker, if you tr- truly believe that he wasn't wrong, it's like to be a part of his team, like how Beanie was trying to be a part of Meek's team or be cool with Meek, you're going to side with them. That's all it is. It's just like, yeah, you know, motherfuckers going to run, run back and tell them how they talk shit to Meek Mill too and they don't fuck with Meek Mill to Drake. You know what I'm saying? That's all it is. But what you going to say, though? That's the truth. Really, you, I mean, I was just going to say that, you know, I've also seen the footage and all this crap over some dry snitching again. And Beanie Siegel was clearly, like, sucker punch. Like, you seen him, like, pretty much talking to, like, a group of people. And then next thing you know, you see somebody, like, punching him in his ear. And I'm just thinking, like, oh, man, y'all done hit the OG? Like, man, y'all done messed mm-hmm. up now? It's a wrap. So, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I, it's, oh, it's psycho. It's psycho. Like, you know, after listening to the like the podcast and hearing side of the story, it's just like I forgot. Benny Siegel is the fucking goat. Like that nigga's a fucking legend. Yeah. He's been around forever, dog. Like, you know, it made me miss like him as an artist. I want to hear some new music. You know, it was just like y'all got if y'all listen to Tax Stone. Uh, Tax Stone's podcast, Tax Easy, listen that shit. It's just like the hip hop podcast, like all the rappers be on there. It's some good, they be talking about some real shit on it. But, you know, because it's just like both y'all niggas, from, you know, as motherfucker, let a motherfucker tell it, both y'all motherfuckers got ghostwriters. There's something deeper than that. Meek Mill's a fucking hater. Nicki Minaj and Drake have a lot of yeah. chemistry, so that does equate. I, I can't believe that if they not had sex, he done ate a damn pussy. You know what I'm saying? Like, something sexually has happened between the two that makes that nigga uncomfortable. He's just like, oh, yeah, I don't like that nigga. That's some hater shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's 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 what I see it as. And I just really hope You're that right. this meal is not as foul as people are making him out to be. You know, it's just like, because <laughs> motherfuckers keep saying, like, he's a foul nigga. Like, and that would be very unfortunate because I do like him as a rapper. You know what I'm saying? But, you know. Mm-hmm. Everybody's saying you damn duck. You a motherfucking duck. I'm sorry. There's no way around <laughs> you're it. <funny. laughs> you you go quiet. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much, man. All right, y'all. We're gonna go into our questions of the day again. We um our question of the day was: Should African Americans get reparations for what their ancestors went through? If you're listening online and you want to give us a call in, uh, that number is five one six. Five nine five eight two eight two. We're going to take our first caller from a four one four area code. The last four digits of that number is eight nine five two. You are on the air. Hello. Yeah. I think that um, I think I think it's only fair. I mean, I think that African Americans should get reparations. Because I mean, didn't Holocaust survivors receive something like that? Too? Absolutely. I mean, that's why Jewish people on the map hard. Absolutely. I mean, everybody else, pretty much the Indians. I mean, Potawatomi. <laughs> I mean, all of these tribes and stuff—they get money. I mean, they still get money each right. month from the government. I mean, it's. <laughs> It's just kind of it's, it's messed up because I mean African Americans don't I mean you gotta work extra 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 hard but like when you see African American like working and they wealthy like you know they didn't work like real hard for it like mm-hmm. a white person or uh-huh. somebody else 
Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they actually put in work to get it. Like, especially when, yeah, especially guess, when they are boss, especially when they are boss around all white people. Like, you know, what I'm saying, like around like you, you see a, you see like a a, a middle aged black man, and you know, what I'm saying, and he's like the shot caller around these white men. You like that nigga then. Put his motherfucking foot down. That nigga been working. Like, it's just automatic respect. Because it's just like, I know he done fought hard for that damn yep. time. Like, and it should not be that way. It should be even. It should be fucking You're right. Even. You're right. And thank you so much for that call. We're going to go into another caller from a 62 area code. The last four digits of the number is 9654. You are on the air. Hi, should African Americans get reparations for what their ancestors went through? Hello? Hello? Okay, we're going to go into another caller, you guys. From a 414 area code, the last four digits of that number is 9130. You are on the air. Pass. Okay. Thank you. All right. Well, Jen, did you did we have an opportunity to, to to tell our side of the story? African Americans get reparations reparations for what their ancestors went through. I did. I I, I explained mine. Like I I'm clearly for it. You know what I'm saying? Not just as a black man. You know, I, I just feel like money is the only way that and the the, the playing field still won't be even. But I feel like if if they want us to shut the fuck up and to say <laughs> that. We have the same opportunities, you know, you have to pay us. You know what I'm saying? It's a systemic. People don't understand that. Like, when people, when Jim Crow did that, he was thinking for future generations. By dividing us, by us thinking that being mixed, and all you got to do is take a damn ancestry DNA test. We all fucking mixed. Like, you know what I'm saying? So we need to stop that shit for one. But they wanted us to differ. It is motherfucking light-skinned people and dark-skinned people that honestly feel like they are different races, and that is some motherfucking bullshit. Yeah, it is. We all black. What the fuck are you doing? My little sister, <laughs> and I, I, I shouldn't even say I shouldn't even say this, but my little sister, sister is very fair-skinned. Um, her father is Mexican. My father's black, so you know what I'm saying. The rest of us, we have the same father. My little sister has a, a different father, but her father's Mexican, so she clearly looks different. You know what I'm saying? Not to mention, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, because of slavery, we already look mixed, but my sister is actually mixed. You know what I'm saying? Mhm. So she says how she feels uncomfortable. Like she she tells me this, like how she feels uncomfortable being the only light skinned person in a family of. Motherfuckers that are brown skin and dark skin, and it hurts me. It's just like, why do you not feel like you are part of us? We all have the same blood. We are the same. You not no different than us, girl. And, but it's like, as a race of people, we were trained to think that we are different from each other because of our fucking complexion, and that shit is crazy. It is truly. Yes, and uh, you all know, I already explained, you know, I definitely feel as if we should get reparations. Like Jen said, it would definitely uh, make us quiet, you know, and we just pretty much feel as if we got the same, we will feel the same, like we got the same amount of respect as everybody else, you know, that'll give us opportunity to be quiet. But you mm-hmm. guys, we're going to go into our confession of the day, Jen. 
do you have a confession today? Uh, yeah, y'all be having me on the show talking to them. It's like for real. Like for real. Like sometimes I'll be like, Who are you talking about? <sighs> okay. So my thing, my confession is sometimes I don't really know if I'm being jealous or if I'm being smart, you know, because I do feel like with my partner, he he has been, you know, he has been like my, I feel like my only true love. Like somebody, like it's just different, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes I'll be feeling like, damn, am I tripping, you know, about situations. I don't really want to go into detail, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But sometimes I just try to avoid situations that could be brought into one of someone in a relationship questioning or not even questioning how how can I say it? Putting I don't I try not to put us in a compromising situation but I feel like she does not see it as that. You know? And and sometimes it, it is like it puts me in a rock and hard place because it's just like, damn am I like am I looking for the betterment the better of our relationship or am I being jealous? You know? When it's just like, yeah. because I, I've always been, Angelica, you know this, I've always been a, just a good judge of character. I don't have one friend that I feel like, damn, saying, like, what the fuck was I doing? Or or I would have had that initial feeling and I still fuck with them. Like, you know what I'm saying? But it's just like, I don't yeah. really feel like I make bad friends. I've always been able to tell, like, this motherfucker's making a grab. I don't like what they're about. So it's just like, if I try to remove myself from a situation or I don't want I want to be a part of us because I know or I've heard things, you know, I don't think it should be taken as something that it's not, you know. I don't yeah. want to be too vague, but, yeah. Yeah. I talked to you about it earlier. Do you think I was, honestly, like, do you think I was tripping? No, I feel like, once again, people, they don't understand the type of situations that they're being put in until you put them in that particular situation, especially when it comes down in my situation to men. Um, you know, my husband, it's been a lot of times where he's done crap, and I'm like, is, is he serious right now? And it don't even have to be about, you know, other other people, just, just silly stuff, you know. And it's just like, you know, I'm not going to do this to him and let you see how I feel. And then I'll be in the middle and I'll pull a you on you. And next thing you know, he's looking at me crazy. like, And I'm like, that's exactly how I feel when you did this to me. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you have to let them know, you know, hey, you're hurting my feelings. It's definitely important to speak up. You definitely shouldn't be quiet about a situation if it's bothering you in a relationship because if you're quiet about it and you don't speak up, how are people not mind readers? You know, close mouth don't get fed. How is somebody supposed to know that you? How is supposed? How is somebody supposed to know how you feeling if you're not talking about it? Your mouth is closed. You know. So that's just how I feel about that. But yeah, communicate. It, it's it's gonna win your whole relationship. I mean, and trust too. You know, if you don't trust somebody, yeah. you got bad communication, bad trust. That's a yeah. that's a lose lose. And, and that's my and that's my thing, not to cut you off. It's just like I definitely do trust, but at the same time it's just like and then they we we are we're men. You know what I'm saying? It's just like it's it's only so it's so only so much ass from a fine nigga being thrown at you. <laughs> not that I'm not a cheater. I'm I'm not a, I'm not a cheater. 
So I'm just saying, I'm not going to be in a room full of niggas that are definitely my type and trying to throw it at me all day, all them, every day. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, why would I put myself in a, in a situation to fuck up? Because yeah. more than likely, I'm going to fuck up. So why even do that to myself? You know what I'm saying? It's just like, people want to say they're strong, but it's just like you don't know until you're actually in that situation, you know? Yeah, yep, yep. 100% I know. 100% I know. What's, what's your confession? I'm a, I'm a strong person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I've never been in that situation physically, but definitely, like, you know, I definitely you know, get the random every now and then. But I've always been king curve. Yeah. I've always been, I always think I've been, I mean, you know. I'm me, queen curve, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I love the curve. I used to love things. I used to love something that, like, no. You wish, nigga. Bye. <laughs> you wish, bye. <laughs> funny. Um, I don't really have a confession. I just have. I'm just so sick of my son's school. Like I picked my son up a couple days ago, and he got these two knots on his head. And I'm like, what happened to his head? The teacher asking me, oh, has this been here before? No, it has not been there before. It has not been there before. My son ends up telling me that he jumped off the car and hit his head on a wheelchair. But, okay, where's my incident report when I come in? That's the whole issue. So I'm just so sick of his school, and I'm just so thankful that my baby can talk because I don't know what I would do if he couldn't talk. I would just lose my mind. Like, and it's crazy because, like, my son has no teeth in the front of his mouth. You know, he's a boy. He's had worse bumps than the, the two penny-sized bumps that's on his head right now, but, and I understand that, but the fact that you're not paying attention and there's six eyes outside, three people, like, that's disgusting to me. And, you know, then the the, the coordinator tells me that the, the cameras aren't working. It's just disgusting. Like, in a minute, I'm about to have my stepdad go and stay at the school and watch him because ain't nobody got time for, for them to be trying to play with my son. Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think so, bro. Right. right. But that's all I have yeah. to say. <laughs> Jen, is there anything you want to add before we end the show, which was a little bit longer than normal today, y'all? We had a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, yeah, it was long as hell, but you know, as long as y'all enjoy, if y'all didn't enjoy it, tell us, you know, shut the fuck up. Definitely, we always want to hear your opinions, and we are definitely open to constructive criticism. But thank you so much definitely. for supporting, continuing to listen to. You know us. I, you know I, the people that do the show love the show, and and I love that. You know, what I'm saying that we do have this open dialogue, this conversation. This is exactly what me and Angelica wanted. You know, so it's just the beginning. You know, over time. Yes, something's yes. Gonna happen. Not something's even gonna a, come. Up not here. even six months yet. <clears throat> yeah, it hasn't even been six fucking months yet, and it's just like no. We slowly, slowly, slowly. But people starting to listen, you know, and I, I love that. Mm-hmm. We still haven't oh, had yeah. any confessions yet. That's the only thing. Yes, that's we probably not. We have not had any confessions. I want some real ass confessions. You said what? Me too. People are scared to write. People are scared to write. We, you know what we should do? I got I got a conversation. We should probably talk about some stuff. I got some good stuff to tell you. But, yeah, anyways, though, you guys, we had some. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for talking today. We definitely appreciate all the love and support. Before we leave, um, before we end the show, Milwaukee residents, if you know somebody that's in need of a house cleaning, store clean out, elderly help with cleaning, or possibly weekly cleaning, contact Angela's Cleaning Business at 414-699-5068 for more information. I'm trying to let y'all know, she do my house. 
she do my house every two weeks, and I promise you, I promise you, if people with kids, I promise you, you will fall in love. It's not that expensive. I pay out of my own pocket. I pay as soon as she comes. I only do about four hours a day, and it's absolutely amazing. I truly, truly, truly love their services. And also, the last thing I have to say, for any residents in Milwaukee that know somebody that needs a resume service or a resume tweak created or needs some job resources, uh, reliable references, contact Rice Resumes by looking up Rice Resumes on any social media site for more information. Thank you all for listening. You guys can expect to hear from us next week, Thursday, October, October 6th at the same time. 6.30 Central, 7.30 Eastern, and we want to hear from you guys. So if you guys have confessions, send us your confessions at confession to us at gmail.com. Jen, you got anything else to say? No, ma'am. Thank you all so much for tuning in. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Yes, and this is your host, Angel This is my escape. You said what? I said this is your host, Angel Vondrina. Mine is too, seriously. No, for real. And I'm your co-host, John Mosey, and you are listening to Confession Session. I decided not to wait for it this time, so, you know. No, no, I did you the same way you did me earlier in the show. You're straight no, dismissed. No, okay. You're straight dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> well, tune in, y'all. If you missed the beginning of the show, listen to it, because the same way I just did him this time, he did it to me in the beginning of the show. Love y'all. Thank y'all for the support. We are Milwaukee. This is the place we love. I'm Carol Meekins. And I'm Steve Shamraz. It's our job to bring you local news. Even when that news is not good. And while there are issues we all need to face. We don't have to face them alone. We know there are problems to solve. But we'll solve them as a community. Because we are Milwaukee. Where we fight the good fight. And where we don't shy away from the truth. Today's TMJ4. We are Milwaukee. This is the place we love. I'm Carol Meekins. And I'm Steve Shamraz. It's our job to bring you local news. Even when that news is not good. And while there are issues we all need to face. We don't have to face them alone. We know there are problems to solve. But we'll solve them as a community. Because we are Milwaukee. Where we fight the good fight. And where we don't shy away from the truth. Today's TMJ4.